The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 544th birthday today. Happy birthday to Michelangelo. Sure. Whatever happened to that guy? Uh, he, he died. Still... He died. What? Yeah. First four through the door, Brent Homan, Miziel Romero, Daniel Agnew, and Miss Terry did, Adams, who we will be talking to shortly about uh, Friday Night Lights. When did this happen? I don't know, buddy. This is one of your worst bits, though. You can do better. Moment of silence for Michelangelo. Yeah. Today is Wednesday, March 6, 2019. 267 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 720. 720, Dave Martinez's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Those 38 games in 2000. Was Mike, who was, were you a Ninja Turtles guy? Yeah, man. Who was your, who was your go-to Ninja Turtle? Come on, mine was obviously Raphael. Oh, he had, what are those called? The little he had the little uh, little the two little knives. Yeah, the he had the whatever <laughs> they were the the two little pitch port. Pitch yeah, forks. yeah. Michelangelo was the one that I think was supposed to be like the one that everybody liked. But I was like Donatello. I think yeah. I liked the idea of just like I'm just gonna beat you up with a stick. The stick, <laughs> the staff. It was very impressive. Yeah. Um, on today's show, guys, we've got this week in recruiting. Uh, our friend Greg Powers from Next Level Athlete is here, uh, sitting quietly. Were you a were you a, were you a natural guy? This was not Googled. Psy. Oh, or maybe it was Googled. Yeah. Psy weapons. A Psy? For Raphael. That's, that's what, what those that's were. That's what those, the little ones? Yeah. The little, the little knives? Yeah, I think You I'll guys know what I'm talking I'm not crazy, right? No, Th- you're that's, right. That's, that's yeah. what he had. Daniel, I, Daniel Agnew is backing him up on this. Okay. Yeah. They're called Psy? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think I was a Leonardo guy, especially since I'm wearing the blue shirt today. So oh, I sure, have to yeah. Rock with Leonardo, Leonardo had the big sword, right? Yeah. The, two, the dual swords. The two yeah. big swords. Yeah. And then Raphael had the little baby ones. And then um, Michelangelo, yeah, Michelangelo, very clearly they tried to make him the, like, the cool guy because he was the one who always liked pizza, and he also had the nunchucks. I do like pizza. I do like pizza, and I do like nunchucks, but I don't know. i got to be a little bit more of a Ninja Turtles hipster than that. So we're gonna have all the Ninja Turtles like pizza, though. I think that's true. Did Splinter like pizza? I think Splinter hated everything, that's good if point. I remember yeah. correctly. I had the thing where, who was the villain who had the brain in his stomach? Do you remember this? <laughs> no. Am I crazy? Yeah, that was the bad guy. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, but I don't remember. <laughs> this is your number one Ninja Turtles podcast yeah. now. Uh, we're going to do this week in recruiting with Powers, and then back half the show, continue our series with Texas High School Paul uh, Regional Reviews, The Panhandle. And i got to be honest, I don't know that anybody had a better year than The Panhandle. Yeah, per capita? Good <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say so. So we will uh, get into that coming up here at the back half of the show. But for now, <clears throat> I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is this week in Cruton. Got so good. Very proud. Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete is joining us as he does every Wednesday for this week in recruiting or this week in Cruton, as the kids call it. Um, 
and it was a big weekend, right? A lot of a lot of camps. I know the opening was here in Dallas. Yep. Um, a lot of a lot of camps, and, and we're starting to get in that camp circuit suddenly. Yep, definitely, and that's why you'll see a very Dallas-heavy themed mm. recruiting notebook this week. Is because I attended the opening in Dallas, and uh, you know we'll get started well, with that's, that's, some that's, of the guys that were standouts, I guess. But we're not going to even be able to start to touch the amount of guys no. who stood out. I mean, no, it, it was. I know that the, the folks who were there thought that it was a it was a really impressive class of, of kids out there at the opening, um, and then. Um, but yeah, well, it's funny. It's like you said, it's going to be kind of Dallas centric because it feels like the last couple of weeks we've been really like. Houston, yeah. South Texas centric, uh, Central Texas. So it's uh, cyclical this time of year as you go around, yes. you know, because two weeks from now it'll be the opening down in Houston. Uh, seven on seven tournaments are mm-hmm. starting to kick off, and then we'll of course get ramped up in the Texas high school football seven on seven season when the SQTs fire up. I'm really excited about that. Steps you know? in his um, SQT schedule, and um, the ones he's attending. The ones he's attending. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, plus the state, state tournament. I will not try to keep up with Steph on this. Those, I will try to, to fair, attend some. To be fair, two of those were tentative. Oh, yeah, the one in Archer City. Archer City is tentative, and Wascom is tentative. Yeah. So we'll see. But He's he probably upset that we have Those two that cities publicly. are also very tentative on my schedule. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Let's get into this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, our next level athlete. Uh, let's start with our prospect on the rise, a guy who didn't have to go go far, uh, <laughs> the uh, guy of Frisco Radio Offensive lineman Nathan Anderson. Uh, boy. 6'5", 265, sure looks the part, and he's already getting offers from Big 12 schools uh, like uh, Baylor and TCU. Yeah, and uh, he was top five at our Next Level Athlete event also uh, in January, so he's continuing a torrid camp run. That 4-2-0 shuttle at his size mm. just kind of speaks of his athleticism. And re- really what I like about Nathan Anderson is is that he's a guy who transitioned to offensive line and played the offensive line for the first time last season for Frisco Reedy. So he was a tight end, DN, had to make that transition. And that might be a reason why you see his offer list not quite take off on the elite Power 5 national level to this point. But when you have his build and the ability to move, plus a freaky frame potential upside, I think there won't be a school that comes through during the spring evaluation period that sees him that wouldn't offer. Fair to say that he would profile more as a tackle than than anywhere else? Yeah, definitely, but uh, he could possibly grow into a guard. It's just kind of hard to project that when you see him weighing at 260, 265 Mm -hmm. right now. Uh, But his athleticism speaks to true tackle, and those guys are hard to find. Uh, A cool thing for Nate Anderson is – He's the cousin of Texas Tech's Jack Anderson. Mm. Uh, so good bloodlines. Yeah, they have a good bloodline on the the offensive front. There, uh, TCU and Baylor are his two standout offers right now. The ones that he's considering most seriously. Texas A&M would be a school to watch. I think if they decided to offer, also schools like Arkansas, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma. I think he'll probably end up staying closer to home when it's time to decide. Uh, but he's going to have some options. We'll just see what happens, how his offer list shakes out, or does he just go ahead and pull the trigger with a TCU or a Baylor who has decided to step up early for him? Nathan Anderson of Frisco Reedy, our prospect on the rise this week. Let's get to our commit of the week, uh, dipping down to the private school ranks, 2020 uh, safety uh, from Bishop Lynch, Play Wyatt, uh, P-L-A-E, uh, Wyatt. Uh, this is a guy who uh, committed to Rice. Uh, he had he had offers from SMU and Yale, which certainly runs the gamut there. Uh, you know, you could play in the AAC or the or the uh, um, or the Ivy League, but uh, he chooses uh, the Owls of Rice. A nice pickup here from Mike Bloomgren and company. And in all fairness, too, this was the only commitment in the last eight nine days. Mm. So things haven't been 
really ramped up, but that's not to take anything away with what Rice landed in mm-hmm. Play Wyatt. We actually had him rated at next level athlete as a, a guy that P5 programs should be taking a look at. We didn't have him rated at the necessarily all for now P5 level, but just somebody that you should evaluate in that spring evaluation period and d- make a decision on based on need. Uh, so Rice did a good job of getting a guy who has actually played – all three years in high school. He played his first two years at the 6A level at McKinney, mm-hmm. uh, started as a freshman for them, uh, played there as a sophomore, and then, of course, transferred to Bishop Lynch last year and had a pretty big season uh, over there for that private school in the Dallas area. So uh, love what he does from a tackling perspective. He's a guy who comes downhill well, f- fills the void uh, pretty quickly, and you know, actually as we're watching these highlight clips has some – plays on the football in the air too which is impressive that makes him a more well-rounded recruit 94 tackles for play Wyatt as a junior as well and uh, a guy who picked off a pair of passes uh and, and picked up two fumbles as well and uh, a special team dynamo, a guy who can who can see the field and I know that when you talk about seeing the field early I'd right. that and, and you know Rice needs impact players in a hurry um when you see the special teams that kind of speaks to me as like okay this guy they could find a spot for him right. uh, without having to to redshirt or, or well and Rice is at a market disadvantage sometimes based on what they have to recruit academically so Mm -hmm. finding a guy who can play like this that also passes the academic profile that's a big deal especially to get these guys in er, in the fold early uh rice usually recruits later throughout the cycle so getting some guys on board early is a good thing for mike bloomberg we're talking with greg powers the next level athlete here on texas football today get involved the conversation hashtag tf today all right let's talk uh our underclassman of the week uh, a place that we are very familiar with from a prospect perspective uh desoto putting out a a big time defensive in the class of 2021 shamar turner uh, was the defensive line MVP at the opening. Uh, he was the MVP at your next level athlete camp uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this guy, boy, howdy, sure seems like if you haven't noticed him yet, you may already be behind. <laughs> yeah, and that's something that's really weird to me about his offer list. I think that he's one of those guys who can go from five or six offers to 25 offers as colleges actually get a chance to see him in person, put mm-hmm. eyes on him, because he's a no doubter from a frame. Uh, potential standpoint when you look at him you're like well I need to offer this guy as a matter of fact I gave him my uh, Greg Powers offer stamp of approval when I met him back (laughs) during the season I think he only had one offer maybe no offers at that time I was like dude you're going to get a lot of offers and uh, you know he's one of those guys who plays outside linebacker for DeSoto but through the camp tour he's proven that he's a guy who can definitely move down and play as a true defensive end in college he has the size at six foot four right around 250 pounds Mm -hmm. and he has the uh the strength to take on offensive tackles and shut down the run and he's also a good edge rusher and can get after the quarterback a little bit and i think that's why uh, you'll see him rise up the ranks uh 70 tackles uh four tackles for loss for him last year and uh and uh, a guy who who notched four sacks and we're talking about doing that as a sophomore and doing that as a sophomore uh in a very difficult district and Right. And with a very difficult up against a very difficult schedule, uh, that'll certainly uh, that'll certainly make you pay it, set up and pay attention uh, if you're uh, if you're a fan of Shamar Turner there uh, down there in uh, in in Desoto. You're competing for tackles on your own team, I think that's a loaded <laughs> defense. They're going to be really good. So. Trying to get a rack up tackles, tackles for lost sacks. It's difficult to do there because everybody's getting after it. Finally, let's talk about our recruit of the week. Um, okay, let's talk about forty times because okay. there is no greater. Um, fib 
in in in, in recruiting than the forty time. Right. Uh, you would. I tell people all the time. You would be stunned at the number of kids who wrote a four three in this state if you were to read Dave Campbell's Texas football. You get right. those forty times from coaches, and I understand they're trying to get their their kid recruited. Um, but here is a legit verified. 4.4340 from Mansfield Timberview 2020 uh, cornerback Jalen Kimber. Uh, he ran this at the opening in Dallas. Uh, he's already got a, t- uh, a, hand- a good number of offers uh, early, and uh, boy, howdy. If you're if you're clocking in under 4.5 uh, and really at the low end of 4.4, that is really, really impressive. And he was the fastest man at the opening. They actually take all the 40 times, uh, pick out the two fastest guys, and let them run a race. Jalen Kimber won that race hmm. so you're talking about a, a a prospect with true verified speed the fastest man uh, at the opening and also had the highest um, rating that they give out with 125.68 or something like that you can see his uh, all his numbers we tweeted him out um, as well today when we tweeted out the notebook the recruiting notebook uh, but he has all the offers I'd say except for LSU and Georgia and those so, are the I mean, ones he's waiting for. Yeah, those are the ones that he's waiting for to try to make a final decision. I did notice that some picks coming in for Alabama. He took a recent visit down to Texas, really was blown away by the facilities and the direction that the Longhorns program is going in. And when I talked to him about that, he had mentioned that uh, he sees a clear path to the field. They signed an excellent defensive back class two cycles ago. And now with those guys starting to get older, Caden Stearns, Anthony Cook, Jalen Green – he sees an opportunity to possibly come in at Texas and make an impact. Texas A&M is also offered. TCU does really good in the Mansfield corridor. Uh, so those are probably some other schools to watch. Oklahoma offered him this week. So we'll see how it shakes out. And I think that, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who get, get really tied up in, in the, the speed, and that's obviously very important. But here's also a guy who's got ball skills. Uh, he, he led the team in the interceptions with three last year. He led the team in pass, def- uh, pass deflections. He had a forced fumble. Uh, he can come up and help in, in run defense. Um, you know, he, he's a guy who, who can do a little bit of all. So it, it's kind of one of those things that I know that the NFL Combine's going on and people are paying a lot of attention right. to to, four, to 40 times and things like that. But they're, they're, it's also, it's who was the guy, was it DK Metcalf, who yeah. has all the crazy intangibles, just don't make him change directions? Right. Um, here's a guy who, yes, he's very fast. He's also got ball skills and an actual football player. He's not just a, a testing testing guy. Well, I think he's the most technically sound cornerback in the state. Mm, wow. I mean, so that's really saying a lot. He yeah. has tremendous footwork, quick feet, smooth in and out of his back pedal, and can break on the ball in an instant. And really, from a frame standpoint, he's just a young kid, you know, still in high school. He's six foot one, 165, 170 pounds right now. And as you see him mature and develop and, and – add to that frame I think he's got a scary high upside uh potential wise and that's why Alabama's the world really want him uh in the fold and hard to believe LSU hasn't offered they must have some really good cornerback prospects on (laughs) their radar yeah uh well and this is this is I mean you think about the guy that um the kind of player that LSU typically picks up right this ticks all the boxes. He's yep. a Texas kid. He's a defensive back. He's got great measurables, and he's got great ball skills. I mean, this this seems like LSU is is you know this is the guy that typically gets gets uh, ends up going to LSU. But in any case, uh, that he is our he is our prospect of the week. It's hard to predict that though because we hard don't know what Louisiana has. The state of Louisiana, yeah. maybe they have some guys True. that are in their own home state, or maybe they've got some guys with connections that might be higher on their board right now. So he we'll, is. We don't know. 
he is Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at gpower 79 and follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. You can see all of his fine work at texasfootball.com. Powers, appreciate it. Get back to work on that magazine Let's do stuff. do it next week. I said get back to work on that magazine Let's stuff. do it Are next you week. leaving? Go get to work! <laughs> Thanks, Let's Powers. do it again next week. We'll do it again next week. <laughs> That's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out texasfootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's our subscription package. If you're interested in getting uh, your... 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football when it comes out this summer. Uh, guess what? Just become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Do it today, and then you don't have to worry about it. We will mail it to you early before it hits shelves. Uh, we will get that. You also get a recruiting uh, edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which came out in December. Uh, so if you want to see kids from the class 2019 all the way to the class 2022, we'll put that in the mail for you right now. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer projections of every Texas high school football game, computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, a season's worth of Tep and Step with a new episode that dropped yesterday, our premium high school football podcast, recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete and Greg Powers, who we were just talking to, all that, tons of other great stuff, all for the low, low price of $19.95 for an entire year for the first year. $19.95 makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Did I get everything? Probably. Does that sound right? Sure. By the way, if you're interested, um, Longview is at the Capitol today. All right. Um, and they are getting they they just passed a resolution um, the, honoring the Longview Lobos state champion team. Uh, and you know who showed up? McConaughey. Of course he did. Of course he did. If you're interested, yes. Daniel Agnew says that villain in Mutant Ninja Turtles was Krang. Krang. Oh, Krang. That's so, right. He's like a like a brain-looking alien. Yeah, a brain in, a, in a, the guts of a dude. In the guts of like a big muscular dude. Yeah. yeah. We need to start a Ninja Turtles podcast, Max. Mm, I feel okay. like you and I don't spend enough time together. Yeah. All right, let's get into... Uh, stop doing that. I know you control the cameras. That doesn't mean you should. Uh, let's get into our uh, Texas high school football uh, regional recaps. We've reached the panhandle. Talking about the panhandle. And I want to be clear, we split up the panhandle and South Plains. Yep. So I want you to think about um, whatever you would consider greater Lubbock, that would be South Plains. Whatever you consider more greater Amarillo, all the way up to the, obviously the, the border, that would be panhandle. Uh, and so th overall, the, the big picture is... I don't know if pound for pound any region in the state had a better year than the Panhandle. It was insane. And there were teams that we expected to be good that maybe did a little bit better than we thought they might. There's that. So, for example, uh, a team like McLean. McLean was a team we had high hopes for. Uh, they had a really good year in 2017, weren't able to get where they wanted to go. We thought maybe this is the year that they break through. Sure enough, it was. They end up becoming uh, 1A Division One state champs, first time in school history. Canadian's another example of a team that we obviously had very high hopes for. It's Canadian. Uh, we had very high hopes for them. 
And they, I would say they even overachieved that in the sense that I, I think that when we they got to that semifinal against Gunner, we kind of thought, okay, well, you know, this is where they've bowed out. Well, they were able to push all the way to the state championship game and really give Newton, not really, they definitely gave Newton their closest game of the year. And so in a lot of ways, there, there were teams like that. And then there were these other handful of teams that we thought, uh, by the way, there was one other team that was really good that we didn't necessarily, that we that ended up being really good, and that was Wellington. Wellington was a, a team that we thought was going to be good. They ended up being very good. I think they, they got upset in the playoffs a little bit earlier than they thought they would, uh, but overall, an excellent year for them. But then there were these other teams that kind of, out of nowhere, put together an incredible year. So, for example, Amarillo-Tascosa. Uh, who makes it all the way to a state semifinal coming out of Region 1. Groover, who makes it to their first state championship game uh, in, in school history. Uh, Panhandle had an outstanding year. Uh, Canyon had, had a big-time bounce-back year. Stinnett West, Texas. Hereford. Wheeler had a great year. Uh, Spearman had a fantastic year. Uh, Vega had an unbelievable year. Amarillo had a great year. I would say, over you add in Caprock, you add in Dalhart. I mean, it was a sensational year in the panhandle there's no way to cut uh, no other way to cut it and by the way that's not even counting you know normally we talk about the panhandle we're talking about six man it was another great year in six man mclean obviously won a state championship fallette made it to a uh, you know made it to a title game um did they yes yeah they did right yes that's too strong beat yes thank you i'm sorry i'm extremely intoxicated right good now. I'm Lord, sorry man i just have a lot of teams in the mind uh white deer had a great year uh, overall, I mean, uh, Groom, I think, kind of surprised a lot of people and had a fantastic year. So, overall, any way you slice it, any way you slice it, there is no way you can consider 2018 in the panhandle anything but a rousing, overwhelming, outrageous success. It was incredible. Which makes all of these awards that I have to hand out even more treacherous. Uh, team of the year, it could be about 17 different teams, uh, but I'm going to give it to Canadian. Um, I think that they were probably the best team out there in the panhandle. Um, it's, it's hard to say because obviously they didn't win a state championship, but they came, you know, within a whisker of it. McLean did win a state championship. They would certainly be in that, that mix as well. Uh, but overall for Canadian to make it through what, what, what ended up being a very, very good region one, uh, to kind of take out what had been their nemesis in Gunner and then to make it to a state championship game where they were, I think, considered heavy underdogs and to take it within a whisker of winning it. I would say the Canadian would be my regional team of the year in the panhandle, uh, but it's very close. Regional surprise of the year again. Num- uh, who's who? But I think it's got to be Amarillo Tascosa. Um, you know, it's funny when you go back and, and you look at six uh, A Division two, right? Six A Division two. We were looking at Region one, and I want to pull up that bracket if I can. Uh, this is always very treacherous when I try to do something on the fo- fly, especially when I have one key on my keyboard that's not working. It's a tradition, unlike it any really other. is. But you look at the six A Division two bracket, right? And you were looking at Region one, and you're like, all right, um, boy. Maybe it's Cedar Hill, you know? Well, they yeah. lose in the first round. Uh, maybe it's Arlington. Maybe it's Mansfield Lake Ridge. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a team uh, like Hebron. Maybe it's Haltom. Yep. Haltom's undefeated. Yep. I don't think any of us nope. were looking at this and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Tescos is going to go. It's got to be Tescos. Yeah. Uh, but they caught fire uh, in, in a big, big way. It made it all the way to the state semifinal game. I, I would say that, I mean, you talk about in consecutive weeks, in consecutive weeks in the playoffs, they beat... El Paso Pebble Hills, who's a really good El Paso yep. team, by the way. And I, I know there were going to be people like, oh, it's El Paso team. It was a really good El Paso team. Pebble Hills, undefeated Arlington, 
Mansfield Lake Ridge, yep. undefeated Haltom yep. to get to a state semifinal, and by the way, came within this much of beating Longview. Pretty good. Eventual state champion yep. Longview. So Tascosa would be my regional surprise of the year, just because I, especially even when the playoffs got going, we nobody was like, oh yeah, it's gonna yep. be Tascosa coming out of Region One. Regional Coach of the Year, another tough one. Um, I'm gonna give it to Terry Felderhoff at, at Groover. Yeah, because they could have been your surprise of the year, too. Absolutely. We didn't even pick them to win their own district. 100%. We yeah. did not pick them to win their own district. Uh, but when you look at what he was able to do to get the Greyhounds to their first state championship game, and again, uh, another team that, like, you know, we thought, you know, they ended up winning their district. They were fantastic. But uh, another team that once the playoffs rolled around, we are like, okay, well, uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, maybe, a, you know, a team like Stratford, uh, if, they, if they see him again, Stratford's going to get him. Well, guess what? They did see him again, and they whooped him. Yeah. Um, and then uh, to, to beat Albany, I think who was white hot yeah. in the semifinals was impressive. And I know that the the state championship game was was uh, a bit forgettable for Groover, but to get to that state championship game for the first time in program history and to do it in in the way that they did it, I was so impressed with what Groover was able to put together. And I think a lot of that comes, especially when you're talking about two A Division two, a lot of that comes from the coaching staff to put their team in a position to win. And I thought Terry Felderhoff certainly deserving of being our regional coach of the year. Regional Player of the Year, again, 700 kids you can give it to. Yeah. Uh, it's Ben Crockett yep. at McLean. Um, ben Crockett at McLean was the best player in six-man football last year. Is that fair to say? Uh, um, I mean, th- it, it, that's that's saying something. But yeah. he was awful, awful special. Um, between you know, he he was unbelievable, and and I'm I'm really glad that people got a chance to see him on that big stage and see what he had been doing all year long. Obviously, the offensive side of it's really impressive, but what what stands out to me is that that kid is a, a dynamo on defense as well. He is an all around superstar, which is what you're looking for uh, from a uh, you know from a six man football player. And by the way, by the way, he'll be back. He was only a junior. Hold on to your butts. Yeah, uh, Ben Crockett was in my mind. The more that I thought about it when I was putting together this today. You know, there's a lot of guys. King Doru at, at Task. I think I think you can go with King Doru or um, yeah. uh, uh, Plunk, jo- jo- Joseph Plunk. Is that right? His uh, yeah. his dad's Ken, uh, but yeah. uh, Joseph Plunk. You can go with them. Uh, you can go with Case and Cavalier. Certainly a Canadian. You can go with any number of kids up there in the paint handle. But to me, the more I thought about it, it became more and more obvious that McLean's uh, Ben Crockett was the best player in the paint handle in 2018. And so then you start looking ahead. And look, I I think that it's probably the bar is probably too high. <laughs> like if you are if you're yeah. asking them. Oh, by the way, another kid who could have been in that mix, Seth Dixon at, yeah. at Hereford, who is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I would say that there's a few teams that that had fantastic years that I don't know if you can necessarily expect them to to do it to make that to live up to that same standard. I think Tascosa, even with Joseph Plunk coming back, they're going to lose a, a fair amount. Um, Canadian actually loses a fair amount for yeah. the first time kind of ever, it seems like. <laughs> um, Wellington loses a fair amount, including their coach that yeah. came down yesterday. Wade Williams has yep. re- uh, resigned there at Wellington. Um, but at the same time, I also think that there's a number of teams that there are, that have kind of taken that step forward that are, are here to stay. To you know, I think Canyon, after a while, is, is back. I think Panhandle, another team that is going to be really in, in the mix uh, again. Uh, Stinnett, West Texas. Hereford, I think, as well. Uh, Wheeler, Bushland, uh, Spearman, uh, Clarendon, Vega, Amarillo. I think both Amarillo teams, both Amarillo and Caprock, uh, have the arrow pointed upward uh, for both of those squads. And so Pampa is another team that, that I think that uh, this year was a good team, and I think that next year they're going to expect great things. Uh, Dumas was another team we haven't even mentioned. Dumas had a fantastic year. 
I can I don't think you can expect all of those teams to be great again. But <laughs> even if only two thirds of them are great again, it would be an unbelievable year in the Panhandle. The depth of the Panhandle I don't think has ever been better. And I think that it's a very, very exciting time to be a fan of football up there at every level. And by the way, McLean's probably going to start the year as no worse than co-favorite to win a state championship. Yeah. Uh, Follett's going to be back in the mix. I think people have kind of turned on to what Groom's doing. Uh, White Deer is going to be back in the mix. So from the six-man perspective, they ain't falling off either. So overall, when you look at the panhandle, 2018 was great. Even if 2019 is only mostly great, <laughs> we're talking about one of the best regions of the state as yeah. far as Texas high school football is concerned. And so that is your Panhandle Regional Recap. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Lots of Ninja Turtle comments. Uh, yeah. Brent, Brent Holman says he was into Ninja Turtles. I remember standing in line for hours to see it when he was a kid. The movies were a big deal. You start with the cartoons and the, the, they like made yeah, live-action movies. That was a big deal. Um, Terry says... My little brother was into the Ninja Turtles, so now in my mind, I'm your big sister, Greg. I don't know who loses more in that situation. I mean, you know the answer is her. her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why would you? I don't you know. Oh, I don't know. Uh, that's mostly it. Uh, everyone's just, uh, you know, uh, Brent also said Bushland will be tough like next year. That's Bush going to be very, yeah. very good. Um, um, he's becoming a, a mini high school football expert. We've created a monster. We have. We have a tendency to do that around Graham's here. Graham's finest. We have, uh, we have a tendency to... to embolden um these uh these jackals yeah so but between that and but you're uh, our jackals and daniel agnew coming in coming through with krang that was super krang helpful. dusty sumter by the way checking in from possum kingdom lake yeah yeah i knew you'd be excited about that and uh, uh that's a great song too shout out to my man eddie jackson he always checks in later in the show i think he has trouble getting in uh as, as early as the rest of our crew uh, but uh, but yeah, I think that's it. We sorry, right, we needed to. Uh, so Terry says you guys needed a defined dynamic, so now you have it. So today and tomorrow we're going to. It, it, it's kind of a two part. Yeah. Um, two to three part finale for Friday of our Friday Night Lights yeah. review. Uh, we're gonna have special guests. Uh, on one, I think we spilled the beans on is Terry Adams, yeah. who's the a two, well, really, Friday Night Lights super fan. The two people who are most responsible for us doing this. Yes. Are Terry Adams yes. and our former colleague David Ubbin. Yes. And thus, it would make no sense if we didn't have the final episode and talk to both of them. Um, so we're actually going to record that interview with Terry in a half hour, and you guys will get to see it on Friday. It'll it's be part great. Of the big show. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Max Thompson and Greg Powers, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.